This is Megan McGee, and you're listening to Uncorked. Hey there! Welcome back to Uncorked. This is season two. I can't believe we're here. Season two already. I want to let you guys know you voted and I listened. There will be a brand new episode of Uncorked every single week. This week we're kickstarting my brand new Minnesota series called What's Your Story? What's Your Story will feature stories of various guests all over the world just coming in to share little bits of their lives, little bits of their inspirations, what they feel they can inspire people with or what they've been inspired by. Um, It's something that I'm really passionate about and I, I know that it will inspire some of you. So I'm really excited for you guys to listen and get to know some of my very, very special guests. This week, we're sitting down with Alice Giovanna, also known as Lady Cafe Vino. She is a dear, dear friend of mine, and I'm really excited for you guys to learn more about her life as a poet, a photographer, and a teacher. So, let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back. This season of Uncorked, I have decided to start a new series or maybe not series, segment called What's Your Story? And this week we're, we're here with Alice. Um, Hi. The late, the Cafe Vino lady. Yes. Cafe Vino, yeah. which means coffee and wine in Spanish. Yeah. So she's going to give us just a snippet of her story, I suppose. And of course, we'll have more information on our Instagram and in our Facebook, etc. But she's here to tell us a little bit of her story, her why, her purpose. Mm-hmm. So yes, let's, so let's jump into it. Okay. Also, hello again. <laughs> <laughs> um, my story. Uh, my story starts in Southgate, LA. No, I'm just kidding. I won't go that back. Um, I think so. If I was to talk about my story and why I chose Cafe Vino, um, Coffee and Wine, as my website name and as also on my Instagram is because I really think that some of the best conversations happen at cafes and bars. Um, Ever since I was little, um, my grandma probably shouldn't have been giving me coffee at the age of three, (laughs) but she was with my little panecito, which is, you know, pastry. And I feel like I've learned so much from my grandma. I've learned so much from my mom, from the women around me. And it's always just been over, you know, a cup of coffee or a glass of wine And my story is I am a first-generation Latina, and I have done research. So when I was in Spain, we're talking earlier about living abroad, I went out there because I really wanted to do research on gender violence, and I was actually able to secure an internship at one of their prisons working with men who had committed acts of gender violence because I was really trying to get um, an understanding of how Spain does this, like, rehabilitation on these men. So it doesn't, they're not like the American system where we just kind of give up on people and just lock them away forever. Um, and so it was really interesting to work with these people and really see their faces turn, right? When they were understanding the way that it wasn't just physical, but it was the emotional and the psychological abuse and how they could change that. Um, and then also I've done research on being a first generation student in the U.S. and how difficult that is because we are very community-based cultures and it's tough to be in a institution that says you do it alone or you don't do it at all, right? Mm-hmm. So right now I'm actually working on that project about first-generation 
um, college students and I'm photographing, I'm interviewing people and really bringing it to life. I hope to have an exhibition um, next year. Hmm. And other than that, I've been writing a lot, actually. I think I didn't realize I was a writer until my mother um, found me in the sauna at the gym and was like, you need to go and find your people because you, <laughs> all you're doing is writing. She's like, you have me enfadada, which means tired in Spanish. And so I started in the Orange County poetry community and I've been doing open mics and going up there. And it's been super, super liberating because I think when you sit alone with your thoughts, mm-hmm. you can kind of think you're crazy or you can kind of think like no one else is feeling this. But when you go into these spaces you really feel like you're, like, in a sober AA meeting, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, everyone's kind of sharing, and they're very strong people, but they're being very vulnerable with their feelings, you know? Every single poem is a story. And so me going up there and investing my time in becoming a better writer, becoming a better performer, um, has really helped me to heal, you know, Mm -hmm. just, like, my own wounds and be there for other people. So I think my purpose really is to make sure that I contribute to this world, you know, like that I leave it a little bit better than it was. And I think that the only way that I can do that is being mindful of what's going on with me, you know, like mentally and physically. And um, I do that through literally just checking in with myself and being like, are you drinking enough water? Mm-hmm. Are you spending time with the right people? Because Important people thing. can be energy suckers, okay? Yes, they can. You know, and also, again, just every morning I've got a journal. Like I could feel it at like 5 o'clock when I get off of work and I had a journal that morning. I feel so tense, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, my main, main goal in life is to be able to contribute or open up my own space of mental health, you know, mm-hmm. um, probably geared towards uh, Latino, Latinas, because that's who I know, but of course anybody would be welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to be pursuing probably my master's in either social work or psychology next fall because I want to be able to do that, but it will be centered around the arts because mm-hmm. I've done yoga therapy, I write poetry, you know, photography, and I think that, you know, kind of going into your inner child, going into your inner artist, like, it can really help you heal in ways that, like, have not been as explored mm-hmm. yet, or not, they're not mainstream enough, you know, but I've seen mm-hmm. people, like, get themselves out of the gutter by just kind of looking inward and yeah. and doing that, so it's kind of who I am, what I'm doing, yeah. what's up? <laughs> well, wow, what an amazing story. Thank you for sharing with us. Um, I guess what I would say, because something that um, hearing you having all of these, having first of all so much purpose, I think when so much valuable um, life experience and wisdom to share. What would you say to young girls like you mentioned before, like mm-hmm. us who are working nine to five jobs and they just don't feel like they'll ever be able to do the things that they really want to do? Because I feel like in this millennium, these millennial people, like it's so hard, and I feel like so many of us want to be entrepreneurs we want to be like the 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 creative types you know but how do you do that when you're because i know we both have full-time jobs Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) we we have a lot of purpose but our purpose is not our full-time job right you know so tell give our listeners a little little sneak peek into what you do full-time how you make money yeah so first of all thank you um (laughs) and you know i think that the biggest thing that I could say is you need to stop like overdosing on social media. You need to only compare yourself to yourself in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Um, Because right now, also full-time, I do, I'm an instructor at Mount San Antonio College. It's this huge community college over here in Walnut, which 
if you're not from California, you probably won't know where that is. Mm. Um, let's just say LA. Not even like, <laughs> not even California, the IE. The, 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 I, the Inland the Empire, real, yeah. LA residents will know, but not um, the... And I'm an English um, t- uh, instructor, so I'm usually working with, you know, teaching English classes and making sure they're passing their their classes. And um, I, you know, I do that job during the day, and then I come home at night, and I work on my photography. I book gigs at night um, around the weekends, and I also do my writing um, and I think that you really have to trust your gut, you know, like I think when I've had physical symptoms of me, like not being okay was because I wasn't trusting who I was. I was allowing others to tell me who I was, to mm-hmm. mold me. And that didn't lead to anything, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that if I could save somebody a year, two years or five years in my case of mm-hmm. just allowing other people to tell you who you are, like you're going to be happy. And it's not an overnight thing, definitely. But I think people need to stop looking at the end result and see that there's a lot of behind the scene things Yes. that you need to do yes. and that are necessary. And that, to be honest, like we live longer in the in-between stages than we do in the like, I made it, yeah. you know? And I think I love that's, that. I love that. It's very true. It's very <laughs> Thank true. you. Yeah. yeah. No, that's something that I'm, I'm posting up on my blog like all these, I've titled them unsent postcards of while I was abroad that I never sent because one thing happens or another thing happens or you overthink things. I think we need to stop spending so much time in the editing process and actually mm. living, yes. you know, because I think when I genuinely started to be mindful of who I was was because like I became aware of like, I don't feel good around this person, mm-hmm. you know, I don't feel good doing this. Like this just doesn't right, you know, like And I've heard stories of friends around me being like, I thought this person was the one, but when they asked me to marry him, like I, I threw up for five days. Like, you know, like you, like your body really does tell you when things are right or wrong and you need to trust it because if you go around asking people for answers, like they don't know you as well as you know you, Yeah. you know? And I think that women really need to take that back. Like we don't need to look at other people to tell us who we are. We need to tell them who we are. Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. And... So I will say something that I've struggled with and I know something you struggle with too Mm. is like you said, we're sometimes feel like we're forever in this editing phase. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Something that I struggle with is like, first of all, self-promotion. Something that's really hard for me. I just, just promoting myself, just, you know, being like, hey, listen, my podcast is not easy for me. Mm. But also like at the end of the month, I'm a huge bullet journaler, but at the end of the month, I really find it difficult to like say oh this is what you did good this month you know it's really easy for me to be like this is what messed up this is the bad this is the bad so I'm that's something that I'm consistently working on but mm-hmm. I a question that I would like now like to ask after asking you my guests their <laughs> stories is what is something this year I know we have what four months five months left four months October November December yeah three months three oh months gosh. oh my god three months. <laughs> We have three. Well, that's even better. Three months left of the year. But what yeah. is like been your biggest, like your biggest wow moment or your biggest like saying like, oh, I did this this year. What is something that you, you know, you can stand up and say, I did that this year. That's me. What is something? So I think for me, um, I struggled a lot with being in flight or fight mode like all the time. My anxiety was really bad. Um, and I thought that something was genuinely wrong with me, Mm -hmm. but I knew that something was off. Mm -hmm. 
And I was really proud of myself for, like, I kept going to the doctor and I kept saying, this isn't working. This isn't working. And I came across this doctor who literally, so I told, I told him what my symptoms were. And he goes, I see in your chart that you marked that you were single. Maybe your problem is that you're just lonely. Oh my goodness. He did I not. know. He did. He tried <laughs> to mansplain my symptoms and I was so angry because I was like, no. So I switched doctors and this doctor finally listened to me and she was a woman, which I didn't have a problem with this doctor being a man, but after he mm. mansplained, I was like, bye. Enough. Yeah. Enough. So I went with this woman doctor and she ran all these tests and she found what was wrong. Like my hormones were off. I have PCOS. Mm. Um, and... She also, like, recommended antidepressants, which I had Mm. been very reluctant to. I was like, I don't want to depend on medicine. But I started trying them, and at first it did give you the whole fatigue thing. Mm -hmm. But after, I started feeling really good, and I started to be able to, like, have control of my body. Like, for the first time in a really long time, I wanted to wake up in the mornings. Mm. And that was such a huge thing. You know, like, I wanted to wake up in the mornings, and... I started to become like in this better place. So I was at the beginning of the year and you know this, my father passed away not too yeah. long ago. Yeah. And had that been at any other time in my life, I do not know how I would have reacted. Hmm. And the fact that I could get up the day after, you know, he passed away and try to have that day hmm. was very big for me. Like to try, like to get up and to journal and to go to my poetry workshop and to go and get on an open mic and just talk about that, like, that was so big for me, because I'm like, I know last year's Alice, or like two years ago, three years ago, freshman year Alice, like, (laughs) she would not have been that strong, and I'd have, like, I have to give myself credit for that, like you said, it's very hard to say, oh, you did good, Yeah. you know, but I think it's a muscle, if you start telling yourself, like, you put shoes on today, good job, you know, it it starts to make a difference, it really does, and I think that you know, it's not that I woke up yesterday and I was like, I'm a new person, but it's like I started last March, was, which is what, like a year and a half ago, mm. to really genuinely be like, something is off, I want to fix it. Yeah. So I think that's something that perhaps this year I'm very proud of that I just, well, like I want to get up yeah. in the mornings. Yeah. Congratulations. That's not, <laughs> I mean, that's not a small thing. I know that's, it's, it's a lot of people, you mm-hmm. know, like. I feel like a lot of people need a purpose to get up in the morning. Sometimes we don't have it. We're just kind of like sleepwalking throughout the day, you know, and that's, it's gratifying in itself, you know? And like you said, like, it's just one small thing Yeah. look forward to every day. Then it's muscle. It just keeps building, keeps building. And I think like you said earlier, like when you asked, you know, what, what would you want to tell like younger women? Um, because I think that we needed people who were as honest as you and I are, earlier you know and I think I think about that sometimes I don't really like to be on social media but I think if somebody could hear my story and be okay then that's enough yeah you know because it's like if we don't I don't I think like being women and worrying about what everyone says like has in the back of my mind right now like oh my god maybe you said too much or whatever you know but I'm like if somebody could hear this and be like I'm okay today like I feel seen yeah. Then that makes a difference. Because, you so, know, you and I needed that 10 yeah. years ago. We did. <laughs> you we know, did. five years ago. We did. Like, I feel like we're, we're, we're getting, or we were too conditioned to, like, censor ourselves mm-hmm. when it's just, like, we're young girls who need guidance. And I think a lot of us get so caught up in censoring who we are and kind of 
not realizing that a lot of what we're going through is relatable. Because mm-hmm. I look at my 13-year-old sister now, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so annoying. I can't believe she's crying over this. But I'm just like, <sighs> hey, you, you were 13 once, and I feel like I was much worse. So <laughs> really? You down. think so? I, I don't know, child. She'd be... I feel like my biggest tantrum was like, I want to go to the mall. <laughs> I want to let I don't me. Know. I, f- I remember crying because my computer wouldn't work. I was trying to get on Neopets, child, and it wasn't working. Dude, AOL, dial-up oh internet. Yeah. The AIM, you know, the AIM, <laughs> the MySpace, you know, and now, you know, her AirPods aren't working. She's freaking out. But it's like, I feel you, girl. Like this, I feel you, you know? But, yeah, like, I'm. thank you for coming and sharing your yes. story. I definitely think that a lot of... You know, if there are young girls listening to this, maybe I'll have my little sister listen to this so she can get a little inspiration. (laughs) Again, thank you so much for joining me this week, Alice. And I hope that you all enjoyed listening to her story. For more information on Alice and her projects, please check out the description box. And please check the description box for more information on Uncourt. And stay tuned for our next episode next week. Bye!